Hello, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your buddy, Paladino. Well, it is time for Brave the Wild once again. It is episode number six of Brave the Wild here on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Today is Wednesday, December the 10th, 2008, so about 21 days left in the year 2008, the uh, famous year of, oh my God, it's going to be the biggest election ever and all that good stuff. And yeah, last time I did the show wasn't too long after the election and... uh well, yeah, it's been a month, folks. It's been a month, and I'm sorry it's been so long. Uh, it's been a busy schedule, as uh, some of you may have listened to my other shows, and I said that as well. Yeah, busy schedule because of the lawn service, lawn cleanups. Well, there's snow on the ground, which is good, which means it's all over. And obviously, well, the cleanups got done before the snow, about two days before it started snowing. So, uh, yep, lawn cleanups all done. So now I am more in this full circle as on YouTube as well. I did a Minnesota Vikings video. I don't know why I didn't plug it on Purple Mafia, but yeah, I did a video for the Minnesota Vikings on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. It is the video right on top on the front because it's the newest video. That's how YouTube works. Um, yeah, I'm looking to start working on some game reviews here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we'll have further announcements later on that. As said before, we're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading and listening to this show. And, um, well, on thesportstuff.com on the front page, there's a button that says TSS Boards. Uh, that is your opportunity to get to, onto the message boards here on thesportstuff.com. If you're not a member, please click that button, upper right-hand corner. TSS Boards is mentioned. You will be able to sign up. And uh, if you do, that'd be terrific. You'll be able to interact with us on our podcasts, um, or us podcasters and all the other members here on the website. We're about 270 members looking to get this thing up into the thousands. That would be the goal, folks. How about the tens of thousands at some point in time? That would be fantastic. Um, and, hey, you know, maybe some of you out there want to do a podcast of your own. you got a chance. I mean, it's available. Uh, if you believe that you're good enough, uh Try to record a show on Audacity or something like that, a recording program. Send it to Dylan Richardson on thesportstuff.com and, uh, yeah, give her a look-see. Maybe, maybe, just maybe you'll be able to have a podcast for your team. Um, definitely though, if, <laughs> try to do a new team, a team that is not, does not have a podcast right now. We don't want to have any conflicts of interest on here. So if you're a, uh, Florida Panthers fan or something, go right above. Go right for it, Montreal Canadiens. That'd be fantastic. So, yeah, you get the idea. Don't just watch sports. Get involved. And that is the way to do it. Now, the Minnesota Wild, we're in first place, as that was the uh, title for episode number five. Still in first place. Well, now we're in third place, folks. Uh, Wild 15 and 10. 15, 10, and 1 officially with 31 points. Just they cannot beat the Vancouver Canucks. They are 0 and 3 against them, and uh, Wild historically have had trouble against Calgary as well. And uh, yeah, Calgary has 33 points, Vancouver 35. Wild play against the Phoenix Coyotes again tomorrow. That is good news because historically the Wild have been very good against the Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, we'll get into the game reviews. Uh, we are going to uh, 
pretty much talk about the game reviews for the most part. Uh, not all of them. I'm going to have abbreviated just uh, rehashing for the first couple weeks or so that I missed. And then we'll get a little bit more in-depth as we get closer and closer to current because I don't want to bore you talking about games that happened three to four weeks ago. That is not the best idea and have a two-hour show talking about that. I don't think so. It's not what we're going to do here. Um, also, the other topic, Marion Gabrick. Yes, do you remember that name? He's a vi- he's he's back at practice, full circle, full strength. He is just about ready to come back. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's just about ready to come back. Um, at very least, it gives us a chance to showcase him a little more for potential takers. As we all know, he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, so either he is signed or traded. If he walks free agency, you know, board up the Exhale Energy Center. No, I'm kidding. We are 15 and 10 without him for the most part. I mean, yeah, or well, 14 and 10 because he played like two games or one game or something. So whatever. Not that he was a huge factor in those games. Miko Koivu, the MVP of this team, him and Nicholas Backstrom, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll get more into that in a second. As uh, we're going to get into our first break here, and then off to the real games right after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Brave the Wild. Again, episode number six for iPod users who would like to know which episode this is. Episode number six. And, yeah, we're going to get into some games here right out of the gate. Uh, before that, super quick, though, the uh, announcement you just heard, Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast. Yeah, I had a lot of fun making that show the other day, uh, Monday morning, and uh, do – Check it out. Very energetic, very fun. Uh, Vikings in first place, unlike the Wild, unfortunately. So, yeah. Now we're going to get into the scores and schedule for this club. Team that is, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, they're, they're doing okay. I mean, there's nothing special. Uh, I still think that they are a more, that they're a better team this year than last year. There's no doubt about it. But right out of the gate, as the day of episode number five, the Minnesota Wild played Vancouver. Of course, couldn't review it because the show was done before the show. And the Wild in Vancouver, well, they lose two to nothing. Two to nothing. Roberto Luongo, one of his very last games for a long time as he's injured now, gets a shutout, saving, stopping 29 shots. Uh, Ryan Kessler and uh, Kessler and Miko Koivu. The other three stars, of course, Luongo, the number one star, and he's the best player on Vancouver. Sedin and Salo, the two scorers. This was Daniel Sedin, along with Henrik Sedin, the Sedin brothers, getting the goal, getting the, uh, pretty much being involved all the way through, like always. And yeah, Wild cannot beat Vancouver. They just can't. And then several days later, on the 13th of November, the Wild, then, then the Wild get a shout out because they play the Phoenix Coyotes. As if, <laughs> Wild always beat the Phoenix Coyotes. Three stars of this game were Zedlicky, Merrick Zedlicky, Andrew Brunette, and Eric Belanger. As, uh, yeah, Belanger, 
off to a strong start last year, virtually disappeared, I mean disappeared within about a month and a half, hardly to be seen again pretty much the, the rest of the year. Played, but yeah, it wasn't really much of a factor. Brunette, always Mr. Consistent and Clutch, gotta love him. And Zedlicky, my goodness, I mean, I was so excited when the Wild got him, and he is showing more and more reason why with two goals and an assist in this game. Outstanding. Zidlicky, number one star. The Wild make four power play goals in this game. And uh, Backstrom gets her done, stopping 24 shots. Not the scariest thing you could ever see. Wasn't exactly peppered, but, hey, a win is a win. And that was the start of a three-game win streak because Saturday, the 15th of December, the Wild defeat Columbus, also a home game. So the Wild actually winning a couple home games. It's about time. And Zidlicky is the number one star again with an assist and playing great defense. Along the way, I mean, this guy gets it done. I'm really happy with Zidlicky. I mean, what a move to get him. Eric Reitz. Eric Reitz, the number two star of the game with a goal. And, of course, being that tough defender that he is, I'm, you know, he's finally a full member of the Minnesota Wild after years and years of being in the Wild system with the Houston Arrows, like, forever. He was a sixth-round pick way back in 2000. Finally, a Minnesota Wild, and man, they stuck with him a long time, and he stuck with us. And then the Wild go to Pittsburgh and win. Tuesday, the 18th of November, the Wild defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins in their house. Nicholas Backstrom, 24 saves, number one star of the game. Matt Cook, the infamous Matt Cook, who uh, pretty much made a name for what a punk he is when the Wild played Vancouver in the playoffs. And, of course, you know, that was back in 2003, but, of course, along the way was a pain Member of the Pittsburgh Penguins and in the number two star of the game, Koivu, number three star with his goal. Gotta love that as Gabrick at this point begins to be a goal scorer. And, uh, yeah, that is outstanding. You got to love that. This game went to a shootout. Zidlicky got it in the shootout. Zidlicky scoring the game winner in the shootout. Zidlicky always a factor for this team. Um, yeah, he, he got goals, multiple goals in the shootout this year. But then here's the the game that derails us all. Home game against Vancouver on the 20th of November, Thursday the 20th of November. Home game against Vancouver. Okay, let's beat these guys. You know, it's like, come on, now it's a home game. It's time to beat these these bastards. You know, they continue to frustrate the Minnesota Wild. And this was when Vancouver took first place away from the Wild. Sedin, Sedin brothers again, and oh, the infamous Pavel Dimitra. Koivu was the best player in the game with two goals. Gotta love that. Clutterbuck, just a threat all night long. Number three star, and the infamous Pavel Dimitra, the number two star, a guy I, ugh, you know, did not really like at all. After about two months of awesome hockey, when we first got him two years ago, after that, just, you know, bad defense, always hurt, inconsistent, whatever. You know, I don't like him. And I uh, hate that we gave up, just hate that we gave up Patrick O'Sullivan and a draft pick to get him. Ouch. You know, that's all i got to say. Patrick O'Sullivan not having an amazing year, but a good, but a decent year. And he's, you know, I think he's only going to get better. And then the Wild lose a lame game. Saturday the 22nd, the Wild lose 2-1 to one, St. Louis. Another home game and another loss at home, 2-1. to one. Yeah. Batsham. 24 saves. He was the number two star. Brad Boys got two goals, both goals in this game for St. Louis. Number one star of the game, Owen Nolan, being a menace, was the number three star of the game just by playing good defense and being the menace he is. Veyu did score the opening goal of the game. 
A minute 54 into the second period, assisted by Shepard and Reeds. Reeds getting into the, so that was kind of a couple of scrubs there, three scrubs being a part of that goal. And that was it. Just a very disappointing game. Not happy at all. I mean, that was a killer. Fortunately, though, a very entertaining game Monday the 24th uh, against the Washington Capitals. I mean, what an entertaining game. The only problem is, well, I'll get to that in a sec, but <laughs> because here's the other story of the game. The number one star of the game was Cal Clutterbuck. As he scored his first career goal, assisted by Marc-Andre Bergeron, and his second goal of his career, assisted by Brent Burns and Eric Belanger, and then Zidlicky and, Ber- and Bergeron and Koivu. Oh, I just love that play. Uh, Koivu over to Bergeron. Bergeron just a nice slide over to Zidlicky. Just seeing those two guys together is beautiful. Zidlicky slaps it on in there for the power play to put the Wild up three to nothing. And it's like, oh, what a beautiful thing that is. I mean, these two guys, Bergeron and Zidlicky are so good. So good. I mean, you could not say that about really anybody with the Wild last year other than Brent Burns. And, uh, these guys are just pure skill, and I'm really happy to have them. The funny part is, well, yeah, it was 3 nothing wild at this point, and the sideline reporter for the Minnesota Wild on FSN went over to talk to James Shepard's father and sister. Yes, his father and sister, who just happened, just happened to be at the game. They drove... I don't know how many miles it was. They said like 700 or something or 1,300. I can't remember. Just a ton, a long, long, no, probably 1,300 miles to see their son, James Shepard, for the first time this year. He scores his first goal of the season immediately after they showed they were they were talking with him. It was so funny. Shepard scores, assisted by Bur- Bouchard and Burns. Pierre-Marc Bouchard finally starting to wake up as he struggled mightily the first month and a half of the season. I mean, he started okay and then just disappeared. This is about the point where Bouchard finally starts to show up in the box score again. Um, yeah, beautiful. Uh, this is when Brent Burns becomes a forward also, by the way, right about this point in time. Gotta like that. That's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, you think, oh, yeah, this is a blowout, blowout, as they like to say. You know, there was no question about this game. It was a blowout, as uh, Darren Pang likes to say on ESPN, or we used to be with ESPN, now he's with uh, Versus, I believe. Um, yeah, it was going to be a blowout, it sure looked like it, but with about five minutes left in the game, Matt Bradley of the Washington Capitals scores his first goal of the year, Eric Furr with the assist, and then Alexander Ovechkin, probably the best goal scorer in the league, makes a sick play, scores only about a minute or so later to make it 4-2, to two, and then... Nicholas Backstrom, <laughs> not the goalie of the Wild, Nicholas Backstrom of the Washington Capitals. I just love that. That's so funny. His fifth goal on the power play. Uh, two minutes later to make it 4-3, and it's like, okay, can we stop this? Why is it every time the Wild get a lead lately, they cough it up? It's so frustrating. Absolutely so frustrating. Thank God, though, this did not totally collapse. And, uh... The Wild were able to hang on, did not have to go to shootout or any of that garbage. Thank God. And I also will note Jose Theodore. The Wild get a little bit of revenge as he was the goalie that knocked the Wild out of the playoffs last year. He was the MVP of the series. Colorado winning four games to two, as we all remember. Jose Theodore, the goalie for the Capitals. The Wild getting four goals on him. Now, where was that last year? Huh? No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, that's just the way it goes. 
at least we got him. I mean, it's always the next year you get him, and then they're on a team that isn't really something you got to worry about because Washington's way on the other side of the, the league. They're the Eastern Conference. Or, say, when the Vikings beat the Atlanta Falcons, they were a sucky team the next year. Woo-hoo. We, woo, we kicked their butt. And, you know, well, the Wild have another home game, another home game, a massive road stand. And uh, this was against the Dallas Stars, who, yeah, were really sucking. Last place team, the Wild. See, this is where it happened again. The Wild go up three to no, not three to nothing. Dallas scoring the first goal of the game, my fault. James Neal, who was the star of the game, by the way, with two goals, scores the first goal. Eric Belanger. And then Mark Bergeron showing up again with Brent Burns with that pull with that uh, goal about a minute later to tie it up. Owen Nolan puts it in for his second goal of the year. Koivu and Mietinen, Mietinen, sorry, assisting on that one about three minutes later. The Wild go up three to one when Brunette from Skula and Belanger early in the second period. So it's three to one, and it's like, all right, ain't no stopping us now. Here we go, baby. You know, we're going to knock this team out of here. I mean, we're on a run now. Influential run. Boom. Floodgates open. James Neal scores to make it 3-2. to two. That's his fifth goal of the year. That was his second goal of the game. But it's like, okay, we're up 3-2. to two. We'll be okay, right? No. About halfway through the third period, Brad Richards scores his sixth goal of the year. And then Louis Erickson with his tenth goal of the season. He's having a pretty good year for Dallas. 13 minutes into the third period making it 4-3. to three. three straight goals for the hapless, below-average Dallas Stars, and they defeat the Minnesota Wild at home. Uh, it's it's just it's games like this. You know, you ain't going to win a Stanley Cup when you're losing home games to the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues, and even the Vancouver Canucks, who are good, but you got to win games like that. Thankfully, Florida, it seems like the Florida teams for the Minnesota Wild always a remedy as the Wild defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2 to on the 28th of November, Friday the 28th of November, another home game. The Wild been at home for five games here. James Shepard, the player of the game, with a goal and an assist. Backstrom, again, is always a factor. 35 saves, outstanding. So he got actually, you know, he got shot at, shot at pretty good, but got it done. Bergeron. Mark andre Bergeron with two assists. This guy is so valuable. And uh, if he's available in your fantasy league, I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't know why I cut him. He got up to kind of a mediocre start. Though I'll, yeah, at least I cut him for somebody good. That's I'll just leave it at that. On my fantasy team, my first place fantasy team, um, happy about that. And no, it's a Yahoo league. I'm sorry, uh, Chris Porter. I'll get on to the ESPN immediately. I apologize <laughs> if you're listening, which you probably are at some point. Um, Nolan getting his third goal of the year. This is when Nolan starts to heat up a bit. Mayotten proving to us that he's not just a hot starter, as he got two assists in this game, which is very good news there. Uh, Shepard, as I said, getting his second goal of the year. Zidlicky, a factor again. Um, got it like that. Belanger with six goals already at this point, late in the game to ice it. Empty net to say goodbye. We finally won here. <laughs> Let's move on. Good news there. Uh, I wish we could play Tampa Bay and Florida all the time. Not saying they're bad. We're just a good matchup for them, I guess. Uh, Tampa Bay disappointing, though, as they already fired Barry Melrose. ESPN's Barry Melrose. Hopefully he goes back there if he hasn't yet. Um, man, he's already gone. Fortunately, Wes Walls, though, still an assistant coach there. And uh, hopefully wish him the best there. 
that he can stick around as long as possible as an assistant coach. Uh, we'll take him here, say, if Lemire leaves or one of the assistants leaves. I'll take West Walls here. I love that guy's energy his whole time here. Um, Got to like that. The good news, the following night, now this game was in Nashville, Tennessee, where Elvis Presley was from. The Wild defeat Nashville 6-2. to 6-2. to And Koivu, this is when he really starts to show, like, yeah, not only can he get assists, he can score. Uh, we knew that, but still, it's just, man, you know his point totals are going to be insane. Pierre-Marc Bouchard waking up again with his third goal of the year. Mietnin showing again. Mietnin and Zidlicki, those guys are regulars right now, and I'm loving that. Andrew Brunette, Koivu, and Mietnin getting Brunette's eighth goal right off the bat, or no, about halfway through the first period. And, yeah, it's 2 nothing wild pretty early. Nolan again, as he's he'd been hot at this point. Miantin with another assist. He had three in this game. Koivu had two goals and an assist. Bouchard with a goal and an assist. And this is officially where Bouchard breaks out of his slump. As that is some sweet news. Koivu getting a seventh and eighth goals, as mentioned. Craig Weller, the guy that replaced Todd Fedora, getting his first goal of the season. Brunette, and then Benoit Puglia finally showing up again. Finally. Uh, off to an okay start at one point, and then just virtually vanished for a while there. Hopefully he can get things going again soon. But, yeah, Brunette with a goal and assist as well. Just a very good all-around game for the Minnesota Wild. As finally, Josh Harding is able to get a win again without, uh, you know, having the Wild's goal scorers falling asleep. As that does happen later on, you'll talk about that when we get to that game. It's a little more recent. Um, yeah, Harding getting a rare start and a rare victory. Gotta like that. On the road, too, no less. That was a very encouraging victory for the Minnesota Wild. Though, unfortunately, as we switch over to December, things, mm, things not really the same. Monday, the 1st of December. So to start off the first official, like real wintry type month. Colorado beats us 6-5. to five. Uh, What an ugly game. Bouchard um, getting his fourth goal of the year, as he's, as I said, waking up. Koivu, another assist. Bouchard got two goals and an assist in this game. Really good news. Fantasy players pick him up if he's, not, if he's still available for some odd reason. Pick up Pierre-Marc Bouchard as he's playing some good hockey. Um, Bouchard getting the opener about six minutes into the game, but then four minutes later... Marek Svatos with his fourth goal of the year. Then David Jones makes it 2-1, to one, his third goal of the year. Koivu's ninth goal, tying the game just as the third period, or first period is coming to an end. Bouchard with his fifth goal. Bergeron and Zidlicki again. Oh, I just love it. And then Paul Stansny, the player of the game here, gets his fifth goal. Hayduke, his tenth goal. T.J. Hensick, his first goal, and stands in the again, and that was in a, uh, that was about 13-minute span there, four goals by the Colorado Avalanche, four goals by the Avalanche, yuck, making it six to three, and looking like a total blowout, Nolan thankfully scores to get the Wild somewhat within reach, his fifth goal of the game, Owen Nolan again, scoring. Brunette and Koivu, two regulars, is, you know, assisting there. That's a cool line. 
Burns getting his fourth from Janssen, 14 minutes through the third period, but the old famous line, too little, too late. Backstrom was pulled in this game. as Yeah, he gave up six freaking goals. Harding comes in, stops five shots. Oh, goody, but it was pretty much over. Um, neither team really played much defense. This was just a barn burner, and Lemaire couldn't have really enjoyed this game at all. You know how he gets in games like this. Even if the Wild win, he's pretty much like pulling his hair out. And, yeah, a very unfortunate game for the Wild. Stansney looking like a, a star, as always. And thank, But thank God, though, it's Wednesday, the 3rd of December. Now, this is the last Wild win <laughs> before this show is over, at least the review part of this show. The Wild defeat St. Louis 4 to nothing. Gotta love that. Nicholas Backstrom getting the shutout. The shutout only stopped 22 shots. Uh, St. Louis, not quite the same team that was able to squeak out a 2-1 to victory against the Wild before. So you've got to like that. Belanger, Brunette, Zidlicky. Boy, what a surprise. Zidlicky and Bergeron being a part of a goal. <laughs> oh, they're in every game. I just love it. Bouchard's consistency starting to pick up. Bouchard and Belanger, both factors. Factoring in on the first goal of the game. That was about halfway through the second period. It's a very boring half of the game, basically. But then in the third period, the fun begins. Brunette's ninth goal, assist from Sidlicky and Bergeron. I mean, oh, I just love seeing those guys up there. As yeah, as I said, a goal by Zidlicky, assisted by Bergeron and Koivu. I mean, these guys, man. And then Mietnin. I don't know why St. Louis would want to have an empty net when it was already 3 to nothing. I mean, it's over, guys. Mietnin, seventh goal of the season, so he sticks around in Belanger. Those two guys not looking like they're disappearing anytime soon. That is really good news for the Minnesota Wild, a team that doesn't exactly look like they're on their way to a Stanley Cup championship, but maybe they'll pick it up when it's playoff time and we can have some fun. We'll see. But I'm really happy with, man, those two defensemen that the Wild got. I can't say enough about them. I love them, absolutely love them. But, yeah, as I said, last win up to this point. That was their 15th win of the year. That's now, here we go, Friday the 5th of December, right? Okay, it's a home game again. Now we can finally beat the Wild, right? Or the Wild. We can finally beat the Canucks because they're not playing so hot right now. We can finally beat these guys. Luongo is not in the net, and it's another home game. You got the energy behind you. I mean, come on. Let's beat these guys. We need this victory so we can try to win this division. No. The Wild lose 2-1. to one. A hapless 2-1. to one. Backstrom did stop 29 saves. Save percentage is like a 94, so got to like that. But, man, it's just not enough. As the Sedin brothers both assist on Kevin Bieska's fifth goal of the season. Um, about 14 minutes into the first period, Koivu adding his 10th goal of the season. Oh, yeah. Just got to love that. Koivu continuing to be a dominant superstar. And basically, he's the next Gabryk. And not just because he can score goals now, but, you know, he really is the franchise player, I think. Nicky Schultz with an extremely rare appearance in the box score. Anti Mietnin again with just a regular... That was only 27 seconds into the second period. So it's like, okay, here we go. We're going to do it. Then this guy named Jason Jaffrey, something called Jason Jaffrey, gets his first goal of the season. Only four minutes into the second period. And that was all she wrote. A bunch of nothing the rest of the way. Wow. Just drove us insane. Uh, the Wild only muster 17 shots. Corey Schneider. 
a rookie. He's a first-round pick in 2004, so he's finally starting to appear. So that's, I guess, good news for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, somebody to help replace Luongo. Yeah, that was his only win of the season, though. Convenient, huh? He's 1-2 and two on the year, 17 shots. Vancouver shutting down the wild. Serious frustrations there. Mm. Willie Mitchell, a huge factor in the game. He was the number two star behind Backstrom. Koivu, the number three star. Uh, why can't Willie Mitchell be on the wild? He was one of the major reasons why we defeated Vancouver years ago in Colorado in the playoffs. Non-factor. And then a very disgusting game. This is the final game. For this episode of Brave the Wild, the final game review, Saturday the 6th of December. You can just hear it in my voice that I just, man, you know, why? <laughs> it's very heartbreaking just to see how it's like we can't seem to win games right now. The Wild defeated one to nothing. One to nothing. We just can't seem to win games that we're supposed to win. One to nothing. Josh Harding stopped 42 shots. 40. Two shots. The Wild on 32 shots cannot get it done against Pekka Rin. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, I apologize. Josh Harding played his heart out. Could not get the win. So two goalies, the top two stars, and then J.P. Dumont scoring his sixth goal of the year, assisted by a familiar name, Jason Arnett, and then Shea Weber. That was it. That was halfway through the third period. This game was 0-0 almost the whole game. Halfway through the third period, Dumont Dumont scores the game winner. And that'll do it. I mean, there are some familiar names on this team. Radic Bont also, or Bonk, sorry, also a member of the National Predators. But, uh, yeah, Belanger getting six shots on goal in this particular game. Bergeron six, or five, four shots on goal. Just not enough. Very, very frustrating. I wish we could at least gotten a shootout or something, anything. Come on, you allow one goal, and your young goalie who needed, you know, another win under his belt couldn't get it. Serious frustration. And then the Wild have four days off. They don't play until tomorrow. Today's the 10th, of course, so it's the day before the game against Phoenix. Definitely a winnable game for the Wild. Is, uh, just like Vancouver has a mind block on the Minnesota Wild, Calgary seems to as well historically because of a guy by the name of Jerome McGinley, the infamous McGinley, who scored more goals against the Wild than, man, anybody. And, yeah, that's a fact. It's just been unbelievable. Um, the Wild have that same deal with Phoenix. Gabrick was one of the main people who dominated Phoenix in the past. Just maybe, just maybe this guy will start playing some hockey again, and that would be pretty cool. As we're going to quickly slide into that topic real quick here. As I said, Marion Gabrick returning to practice at last. Uh, very good news. As yeah, it is full practice. As Dave Campbell on Yahoo reports this. Also, though, really the first man to report it was Kevin Gorg, a member of the uh, of Fox Sports North for the Minnesota Wild, reported to Paul Allen of KFAN. Very good news. Um. The comment here, the team has stopped divulging information about any player's injury beyond the general vicinity of the maladity. As, yeah, they call it a lower body injury, like whatever that means. And the talk is this injury occurred during a game of hacky sack in the locker room. How can you miss, how can you lose your franchise player 
you know, one of your franchise players for 24 games in a game of hacky sack. I mean, that, something's wrong here. For one, somebody needs to get their priorities straightened out, Mr. Gabrick. It is a contract year, by the way, for you. You might want to straighten out your priorities just a little bit. Um, now, Gabrick says it's always good to get out there and skate with people around. And, yeah, that said Gabrick is recovering from an unspecified lower body injury, judging by the way he moved around during practice, admittedly not at 100%. And at the time he's been out, it's assumed the groin muscle that cost him nearly half the 2006-07 season is bothering him again. They asked him, uh, I can't talk about that stuff. He said, good try, though. The relevant question, of course, is when he'll be cleared to play. Uh, so people don't really know yet at this time. Lemire's comment, he looked okay for the first day with us. He was fine. He still has a long ways to go conditioning. But it's good that he's back. Uh Another comment here by Marion Gabrick. Hopefully I can gradually keep picking it up and get to the point where I can jump back into the game. I'm looking forward to that. So we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. Uh, of course, Gabrick, we don't really know what's going to happen with him. We really doubt if he's going to sign. I highly doubt it. Hopefully he plays well enough to get something good in return for a trade. Trade deadline coming up. Fairly soon, like not super soon in the next, probably like early next year. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, my guess would be he'll be back in a week or two, possibly, as conditioning does take at least a week or two to get a player back going again. And, of course, the groin needs to be totally healthy. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a groin because that's all Garrick ever injures is his groin. <laughs> that's, all it's, that's all it's about with him. Uh, otherwise, I'm frustrated with the guy. Don't really know what to say overall as a whole. Other than that, I'm going to take another quick break, and then we'll discuss the newest poll for Brave the Wild right after this quick announcement. Here on the SportsStuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, again, episode number six, the bit you just heard, Timberwolves Explosion, my Timberwolves podcast. Had a lot of fun doing that. We'll probably have a new one up very soon with the uh, major news coming out this week. Randy Whitman being fired, Kevin McHale leaving the VP desk of the Timberwolves, thank God, to become the head coach. Again, we'll have a new show for that very soon to talk about that issue. That will be episode number 11 on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. All right, well, final little bit for the day on Brave the Wild, the poll. Question is, it will have four possible answers. Question is, what impact could Gabrick's return have on the Wild season? One is major, he will guide us in a playoff run. Two, he'll help a little, but not enough. Three, he'll hurt us more than help, along with his trade value. 
Four, the only impact he'll have is how much we get in return. And uh, that is your choices right there. Um, I guess right now I'm leaning on number four. The only impact he'll have is how much we get in return. And I am not convinced this guy is coming back to the Minnesota Wild. Though, you know, we all were surprised a little bit. Last time we were in a squabble like this, uh, it was not near, it wasn't quite as bad, but it was, it was pretty bad. Um, when he was a holdout, actually, in the 03-04 season, he came back. He finally did sign only to be mediocre because his conditioning was not there. And uh, the only way he had an impact that year was after he had a small hip injury that cost him about a week of playing time. It allowed him to focus and realize what he can do. He came back and played great after that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with the only impact he'll have is how much we get in return. As a, It's a pretty good chance this guy's not coming back. So um, we'll just have to find out. Maybe we'll find out in the newspaper after he gets traded. The true reasons of the the true reasons for all this desire to leave. Uh, a lot of us believe it could be Jacques Lemaire and also the possibility that the Wild do not seem to be the type of team that is a major player in free agency. There is no Marion Hosa, Peter Forsberg, or somebody like that on this roster. There just never is, and that's frustrating. You know, we get the Owen Nolans, uh, Brunette, fantastic, but not a superstar. So there you go. You get the yeah, you get the kind of guys that you don't really jump on all that much, though I do think Zedlicky and Bergeron will make Gabrick better if Gabrick even plays on this team for an extended period of time. So with that, we're going to call it a show. I thank you again for listening. Do take care, and we'll talk to you again next time.